Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. Well, I'm going to tell you, Pastor Adam and Tracy are on a well-deserved vacation. And if you don't know the vision, we're going to be multi-campused in, in the next year or two. They're raising up leaders. As you can tell, the ones that were current in ordination were standing on the stage right now. And it is a great opportunity to be led by wonderful people that have faith in us, not to survive, but to thrive here while they're away. So we're going to honor the house, and we're so grateful that they trust us to be able to, to serve them very well. And we have the dynamic duo, Mr. and Mrs. J.C. and Liz Harper. Thank y'all. We know that you're going to have a great message for us, and I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> I love you, and uh, here we go. Praise God. All well, right. Wow. Happy Mother's Day to all the incredible mothers in the room. Can we just give them awesome? Happy Mother's Day to the folks joining us online. Um, I have the honor of being one of the speakers today. And who better to speak than the newlywed with no children? <laughs> um, but there is something on my heart, and it's this word of preparation. It's on our hearts to be parents one day. This is not an announcement, okay? So this is how rumors get started. But, but it's on our hearts, right? So I've been praying through what this next season could look like. Um, can you raise your hand if, if you're a mother in the room today? Keep your hand up if you feel like you are 100% ready for your first child. Yeah, I didn't think so. So, yeah, right? Okay, so nobody. And truly, like, there are some things you just can't be 100% ready for, and you just kind of have to jump into it and be like, God, please help me. Um, but I do see in Scripture pictures of godly women that point us towards how to do motherhood really well. And I want to look at those three portraits today of, of a godly mother. And for some of us in the room, this is going to be a word of kind of a guide of preparation. Like for me, this is that preparation mode. But for others, you are in the thick of it. You're already there. And I pray that this would just breathe a word of life into you and that you would be encouraged, that you would leave encouraged today. So, ready or not, mom life, here we go. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. That's the, the reference that I want to give you guys. Um, we're just going to kind of talk through the highlights of that. But later this afternoon, I really want to encourage you to read through that whole passage. When you do, you're going to see this. You're going to read through and see that she is an excellent wife, that she's more precious than jewels to her husband, and, and that his heart trusts in her, that she rises early and provides for her household, that she knows the Lord as her supplier, that she's thrifty and full of wisdom because she fears the Lord and obeys the Lord. And this is slide, uh, this is verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. Verse 30, yep. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Wow. As mothers, whether current or to be, we need to be healthy. And Proverbs 31 paints a picture. And I see that in like three different ways, spiritually, emotionally, and even physically. Like we see this woman and we're like, yeah, this is healthy. Um, she has wisdom and kind words coming from her, a deep trust in God. She's a woman who fears the Lord. 
trusts and obeys him. This is a woman who is spiritually healthy, and out of that place, she can minister to her household. If you look so thirsty, let me just, you look really thirsty. I'm just going to pour him a cup of water real quick. But I'm out of water. How can I minister to his need, to his thirst, if I'm out of water? Um, Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It's John 7, 38. And when we have Jesus in our life, he is the water for our souls. And the more we know him and are filled up, the more that we're able to share that living water because your children, the people around you, need a cup of that living water. So let's get, right? Amen. Let's get filled up with God's word and talk to Jesus, to be filled up with his spirit. And then the fruits of his spirit will become evident in our life. That patience, that peace, that joy, that kindness, every fruit of the spirit. Um, And if you're not healthy spiritually, it's going to end up showing up in your kid's life too. And we stay healthy in our spirit by feeding our spirit the right things. God's word has to be in our lives um, consistently to be healthy. Um, another thing I see is this woman is emotionally healthy. As a wife, a daughter, a leader, I wear a lot of hats, okay? And it can be hard for me to take time and, and space to maintain that emotional health for myself. And I'm not even a mom yet, okay? And I know the moms, like, it's a thing. So Proverbs 31:25, strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. She is not worried. And that is not an emotionally fried lady. And I'm thankful to see it. Uh, There's two elements that stand out in that emotionally healthy. And one is staying in community. And the other is really taking captive our thoughts. Um, We are made. We're really made for community. Having friends that are going to point us towards Jesus uh, when you're in trouble or some tragedy has struck or your toddler has struck with the last clean wall and sharpie of the last clean wall in your house. This is the kind of side note, but I do want to say this. Um, sometimes we need to talk to more than just a friend. And if you, you've ever thought, oh, gosh, maybe I need to go see a counselor. Maybe I just need to do that. Maybe you should. That's not weird. That's awesome. Um, I've been through seasons where I've seen a counselor regularly, and I've been through seasons where I've gone once, and that's all I needed. Um, it can just be so freeing to go to someone who's outside of your circle and just unload all the stuff that's been wound up in your heart. Um, Sometimes pastoral care is all you need. And Pastor Adam and Pastor Tracy are incredible resources for that. Um, But if you get into it and you find that there's this deeper issue you really need to work through, they have a counselor on retainer at the church and they can connect you. So I just want to throw that out there. If that's something that's been on your heart, it's not a strange thing. It's awesome. Um, I know that much of my emotions comes from the thoughts that I have. I had, um, emotions aren't a bad thing, right? So they are a gift from God. But I've heard this, uh, emotions described as they are an incredible servant, but a horrible master. You don't want to be led around by every passing emotion that comes and and you're going to live your life. And I know this because I'm a super passionate person, right? If I let my emotions dictate how I was living life, I would be drugged from Florida and back again. Like it would just go all over the place. And in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And you even see how this points back to being spiritually healthy too. The knowledge of God comes from being in his word and becoming familiar. 
Um, if you dwell on those thoughts of like, I'm so anxious, I'm so bad, I'm so whatever, like those are where your mind is going to go and um, it, like fill in the blank of what those things could be. But to stay healthy in our minds and our emotions, we've got to put our thoughts on what Christ says about us. Uh, Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever is honorable, if it's just, pure, lovely, commendable, anything with excellence, these are the things that, uh, that you need to be thinking about. Think about these things, it says. You be the leader of your emotions by putting your thoughts on these things. And it's not easy, and it does take practice, but it is so worth it. So let's, uh, let's keep talking. There's these three things, right? Spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, healthy, but also this one, physically healthy, because God is the God of every part of our life. And Proverbs talks about this chick getting up early, and working hard. I personally love getting up early, but, but I know that's not everyone in the room. So as much as I enjoy getting up early, <laughs> I see people like, no. Um, it really matters, though, what time I go to bed, like if I'm resting well. Proverbs 31, 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. If you don't get enough sleep, is the teaching of kindness really going to be on your tongue? When I'm tired, I get snippy and short and mean. And you can ask JC because it's pretty obvious when I need a nap. Um, but I think, <laughs> throw me under, no. But we all do our best when we're arrested, right? Um, when you're physically at your best. When you get that much needed sleep. When you're eating something that's good for your body. And I'm just stomping on my own toes right now. When you do the dreaded E-word, that exercise, ah, when we purposefully take care of our bodies and the temple of God, and honestly, we know how to take care of our bodies. Um, Probably should eat some veggies, probably drink some water, probably don't need to do the processed foods with the extra sugars, but it's the action of making those choices that is so hard, right? Um, Man, probably about eight years ago, I want to say, the Lord really convicted my heart on how I was managing my physical care. And um, I know I'm far from perfect in my health, right? But there was a major journey that began at that point. And I was much heavier at the time. And this isn't about like weight loss or anything like that. But, but the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, you are killing your body by the choices you make. And I have a better plan for you. And it was hard. And it, even though it was a hard word, it was a life-giving word. And I started making different choices. And I knew that the Lord had work for me to do in the future. Um, so if we start caring and stewarding the body that God gave us and not treating it like a trash can, because that's what I was doing, um, we are able to do more in ministry and able to do it more effectively if we're healthy in Him. So we can prepare uh, more fully engaged in the ministry of motherhood, in the ministry that the Lord has called us to, if we take time to evaluate our health in three ways. What do you need to change or add into your preparation when it comes to that spiritual health? When you're being spiritually healthy, when you're being emotionally healthy, or that physical health? Because ready or not, God is calling you to draw near to Him and get healthy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Amen. Well, again, I just want to reiterate: Hey, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers here in the room, and all the future mothers that are here, because you guys matter. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, not guys, ladies. I'm sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> You ladies matter. And it makes a difference. And 
guys, I know it's easy for us to check out because oh, it's Mother's Day, so I can just do like this. You know, but no, guys, I think men in here, we need to pay attention, okay? Because we gotta we need to honor our mothers. Because if you think about it, we won't be here. Just saying. Without mom, we won't be here, all right? So um, I want to go back and just kind of just pinpoint some different stuff that uh, my lovely wife, she, um, she pointed out because, and I'm from a son, from a son standpoint, I'm going to talk from a son and from a husband standpoint. First, I'm going to talk from a husband standpoint first. All right, men. Okay. Um, I just want to say that a woman who loves the Lord, man, and as healthy and spiritually as a woman worthy of praise. I'm telling see, there you go. My man right there. See, a woman who loves God has a beautiful heart, not only the inside, and everything just kind of flows outside of that. There's stacks upon stacks and blessings. I mean, can I get a witness somebody? I mean, all my married men in here. When you got a wonderful, beautiful wife that loves God, healthily, emotionally, she's smoking. My wife is smoking hot. And see, you know, she, you see how she smiles right there, even with confidence? Even though I can't see it, but I know she's smiling. Because she knows it. She knows that she's a smoking, beautiful woman of God because... The cool thing about it, she knows I'm going to make a showcase out of her. Otherwise, I'm going to make a scene everywhere we go in public. I'm just saying, I'm like, hey, babe, how you doing? What's up with the guy? Look at, look at fire. She's all that. And then she'll get red with embarrassment. I mean, you're doing good right <laughs> now. And you know what? I don't care. I really don't. I, 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 she can tell you. Yeah, good, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I don't care if she get embarrassed. Why? Because I'm equally yoked. With her. And the fact that I'm proud to be equally yoked and married to a woman of God, and guys, that's, I, that's why I show her off. Husbands, your wife needs words of affirmation. You need to tell her she's good looking all the time. You need to let her know that. Say, hey, boo thing. Like, However you want to do that. Now, from a son's standpoint, you won't say that to your mom. That's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a little bit out of bounds there. That, that just no bueno. That, that ain't right. Okay? Because um, here's the thing. If we can um, get up Proverbs 31, 30, um, the scripture says this right here. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Y'all, the attitude that's inside the heart of a woman determines the outer appearance. Okay? Now, if her attitude is wonderful and beautiful, and she's full of the Lord and his presence, guess what? She's a pretty lady. But if her attitude is nasty, it's rude, it's disrespectful, and it's ugly, well, I ain't going to go there. Y'all get the point. Okay? My mom, now from a son's standpoint, my mom, she's a beautiful woman. She's a pretty lady. Mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you so much. And um, she's very beautiful because she serves the Lord with all of her heart, with all of her soul, with all of her mind. Because here's the thing, like um, Liz was talking about, she gets up early in the morning and she spends time with God. I remember when a little kid, okay, getting up in the morning, get ready for school, my mom and my dad were praying. First thing in the morning. It was nice to see them covering us with prayer. And then at 33 years old, Dealing with my parents, hey, don't judge me, it's okay. That habit did not break. Praying over me, being going to work, saying, Lord, keep my son while he going to work. Let him walk in your ways. That right there, I'm telling you, when you have a beautiful lady like that, a beautiful mom in your life that prays, 
So moms, if you're doing that, keep on doing that. God has given you these children. Be a good story of that. It is value. So another, yeah, another mother that we see in scripture, a praying mom, is Hannah. And that's our other portrait that we're looking at today in the first chapter of 1 Samuel. You'll read her story. Um, But I'm just going to kind of share a little bit from it. There was a man named Elkanah who had two wives and one named Peninnah who has children and one named Hannah who had no children. And now Hannah goes with her husband uh, and the rest of the family every year up to a certain place so that they can worship together as a family and offer sacrifices. So Hannah's husband is a God-fearing man, and you read that in, in her story about Hannah's heart is really turned towards God. And Hannah actually receives special treatment from her husband. Um, and it's odd for this time, because she has no children, in the, like in the time of the day, she really sh- would have been shamed. And there is a person in the story, Peninnah, the other wife, who would just rub it in her face that she did not have children. Verse 7, this is what it says. So it went on year by year. As often as she went up to the house of the Lord, she, Peninnah, used to provoke her. And it's interesting to me that when our hearts are supposed to be fixed on Jesus and our hearts are turned to the Lord in worship is when Hannah was the most provoked from Peninnah. That's when she chose to do it, right? It seems like when we're pursuing the Lord and coming close to our breakthrough is when the seeds of doubt and discouragement come and try to provoke us right out of our promise. Hannah's heart is distraught, and she wants that child desperately. So in verse 10 and 11, you see what she does. What does she do? She weeps and she prays. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. She vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to your servant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. She doesn't hide the distress that she's experiencing. And she does take her distress and need to the Lord. And now then she's seen by the priest, Eli, and he mistakes her for being drunk. I I would think that this would be pretty offensive, right? Um, She's pouring her heart and soul out to the Lord in need of of that comfort, in need of some hope. But she, even in being mistaken for drunk, she's, her response, it's, it's so meek. It's so beautiful. This is what she says. She says, no, my Lord, I am a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. And then the priest tells her to go in peace and that may God grant her request. But she receives that encouragement and leaves filled up with faith um, that the Lord is going to do something in her situation. It says that she went on her way, that her face was no longer sad, and that she ate and, and she was in a good spot, right? So whether we are praying for a child or over a child, there's going to be moments when you feel deeply distressed. And the moment that your attention should be on Jesus, that some discouragement, some penina, some pain in your butt, person is going to is going to try to speak that discouragement over you but the lord hears you hannah prays through years of peninnah's harassment through being mistook as a drunk and that's some pretty tenacious praying honestly and our children need our prayers they need the genuine heartsick tenacious unoffendable prayers of a mother and it's in this moment that hannah not only does she pray but she commits her child to the Lord before he was even conceived. So ready or not, we're called to pray. 
But from the very beginning, Hannah recognizes that she would not be a steward, um, that she would not be the owner of her child, but she would be a steward for her child, but that her son belongs to God. Lord, help us to trust that the Lord, to trust the Lord with our children um, for their safety, for their health, for their lives. We train them up in the ways they should go, but they're in the hands of God. They're not in our hands, ultimately. They belong to the Lord. Um, so Hannah does, in fact, conceive, right? She has her baby boy named Samuel, somebody's phone, um, which means I have asked for him from the Lord. That's what Samuel means. And she cares for her baby, and she weans him and then takes him back to Shiloh, which is that same place where she prayed. Um, she comes back with her son, prepared to worship and prepared to fulfill this promise that she's made, um, consecrating and dedicating her son back to the service of God. She tells Eli the priest, and this is verse 26 and 28 in that first uh, chapter of 1 Samuel. Oh, my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who is standing here in your presence, praying to the Lord for this child I prayed. And the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. We are called as mothers, as, as parents, really, to consecrate and dedicate our children to God. And now it may look different, right? We're not dropping five-year-olds off at the church and saying, peace out. Um, but, through, um, that's so funny. but through prayer, through showing a godly example and raising them with an understanding of who God is and how much the Lord loves him, loves them. That's how we consecrate these, these children to the Lord. The word says to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Um, so bringing your children to church so that they can be brought up in a community surrounded by people who love them and who love the Lord. This is how we consecrate our children. Samuel goes on to be one of the most well-known prophets in the Bible. And it goes back to having a mother who prayed for him, who prayed over him, and who really consecrated him to the Lord. And God gave her five more children. And it just goes to show you that you cannot outgive God. He is a good God who gives good gifts and God loved this woman and blessed her abundantly in her faithfulness. And I just feel like there may be someone in the room who has lost a child. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, keep praying and keep being faithful because your child is with him and he sees you. And he's not forgotten you. And there is a day coming and God has abundance for you. All these things, I mean, first of all, well, just well. But doing all those things, prayer, consecration, those, and being faithful, doing that 24-7, I mean, it makes you tired. Right, moms? I mean, where my, where my mom? Okay, y'all just superwoman? Okay, that's fine. All right, y'all y'all got great strength. Y'all get tired. And guess what? When you're tired, you're not, as my wife said earlier, you're not at 100%. And as men and the husbands, fathers, all right, as kids, we need to be loving our wives, our mothers, but we need to be praying over them because they go through a lot. They try to, probably 31, she's trying to do everything, okay? And she's doing it with excellence, but she gets tired. She gets weary and she needs our help. She needs our love. She needs our support. And we have to speak life. Now, that doesn't mean she doesn't do everything right all the time. Get, get okay, she's just a human being just like you are. Okay, we, we all get things wrong, right? Okay, 
We have to speak life into her. We can't expect to for her to give life when we dog our wives or our mm. mothers and talk junk about them and speak negative and expect them to give out life. We, we just can't expect that. I don't, I don't know what, what we can do. We can't not expect them to flourish from that. Because here's the thing, as much as she loves and encourages us and the children, the wives that the Lord has blessed us with, they need us. They can't do it on our own. Okay? I see my mom all the time. She carries weight, but sometimes she gets tired. Excuse her for being human. Okay? Now, I want to help moms in the room, wives in the room. I'm going to help y'all out. You know, kids, husbands, here's these five words right here that will bring unity. What can I help you with? <laughs> if you want unity and peace in the household, ask those five words. If you don't want peace and unity in your household, don't ask them. Let's see what happens. Or you can say, hey, what can I do? What needs to be done? Okay, if you see the trash is overflowing. Okay, yeah, y'all don't get quiet on me. Y'all know if the trash need to be, just go ahead and just take yeah, it You up. don't need to ask about that. Just do it. Yeah. Just, just do it. <laughs> if you see the dish, the pile up the high heaven. You know she's vacuuming the flare. If they got, do the dishes. Yeah. She shouldn't have to ask you, hey, honey, can you do the dishes? Or son, or that lovely daughter of mine, can you do the dishes? If you see it, do it. Just do it. Okay? Those things will help. You're right. They will help her out. Because here's the thing. I see this from a son's perspective. I see my dad. He learns and he thrives at it. Okay? They have been married for over 33 years. Okay, yeah, amen. And guess what? He is still learning. He is still thriving because he gets to know my mother's top two love languages, which is quality time and acts of service. And never have I seen him take the easy way out. Even when stuff is going on, guess what? He says, what can I do to help? Or if he sees a job, he just go and do it. He just does it. And see, the thing, when I see moms, when I see her struggle, when I talk about my mom, see, I, I told you she's a beautiful lady, y'all. And I loved it because of the fact that she takes time to pray. And when she struggled like Hannah did, she was overwhelmed with grief. She's always getting teased at all the time already. She takes time. like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer. Ladies, and I know I might hurt some people's feelings here. You don't need to go to your favorite show. You don't need to go to your favorite bowl of ice cream or your favorite snack, whatever the case may be. I know it's tempting, but I want to encourage you, go to the Lord when times get hard. Go to the Lord in prayer. Men, husbands, we need to encourage our wives to go to the Lord. If we see their trouble, hey, do you want to spend some time with God this morning, hon? Let, let's do that. Let, I'll let you have the space. I'll take care of everything else. You spend time with God. Because when she, my, my mom, she spent time with God. And ladies, as we spend time with God, you will be renewed, refueled, and refreshed. And then you'll be ready to go. We got to take care of her. Among a woman of God has a way of knowing when things are wrong. They know the characteristics of their kids. They know the character, a wife knows the characteristics of her husband. They know they're not feeling well. But yet, a mother or a woman of God 
carries that burden and loves on their kids. They love on their husbands. And husbands, as an encouraging, um, as an encouraging word, um, 1 Samuel 1 verse 5 says this. It says, but Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. Guys, she needs to know that you love her not only through the good times, but through the bad too. Sometimes a simple hug saying, hey, it's going to be okay. Again, I see this model with my mom um, when our grandmother went to be with the Lord. Now, yes, my mom's mom, yes, but that was like her best friend. And when she went on with be the Lord, a week later, mom just loses it. You know, emotionally, you miss your mom. And my dad runs over. We were, I don't know what we were doing, but mom's, but dad immediately stops what he was doing. He goes immediately to mom and hugs her and loves on her because she, he realized that it wasn't just her mom. That was her best friend in life. And she was hurting. And he spoke words of affirmation and love and life over her to the point where she became overjoyed and comforted. That's what they need. Yeah, that's good. Um, there's a third picture, too, of, of that biblical motherhood that I want to look at. And it's Mary, the mother of Jesus. What a crazy example of trust. And if you read through the pieces of her story, the word says that she treasures moments what God is doing in the life of her son, Jesus. So first, Mary was really, really young. Like when we think about marrying age, it is not the same. Um, in biblical times, it would have been between 14 and 16. So that's super young to have an angel come visit you. But regardless of the age, I think if an angel came to you and said, you're about to have a child, what would your reaction be? Like mind blown, I can't believe it. Probably a little bit of fear if an angel is coming to you. But let's look at how Mary responds to an angel of the Lord coming to her. It's Luke 1, 26 um, through 38 is the whole story. And here's the beginning. And he came to her, the angel. This is verse 28. Greeting, though, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. It makes sense. It's a startling thing to be visited by an angel. And the angel describes how Jesus is going to be the king and that he'll reign forever. And Mary's response, how will this be since I am a virgin? And then the angel says, the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And he talks about how even Mary's relative who was barren for years is already pregnant. Verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. And at that point, she just settles on it. She chooses to trust that word that nothing is impossible with God. I'm a virgin. I'm young. I'm just some girl, but God chose me. And nothing is impossible with God. This is what Mary says. Verse 138. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And And then the angel departed from her. For Mary's first child, It starts out with this incredible trust. She's like, I'm the servant of the Lord. Your will be done, God. Do what you want to in me. And right from the beginning, we are called to that same kind of trust. Now, there's not going to be another Jesus. Our children are not going to be perfect. But we're still called to trust God with his plan for us and for our children. And I don't have children right now, right? So I don't know if this is a common thing. But there's a fear that pops up in me that I am not going to be good enough 
that I'm not going to love well enough, that I'm not going to be selfless enough. Like I see the incredible mothers around me do it. I just look in awe and I, I see, can I even do that? Am I good enough? And maybe there's someone in the room that thinks that too, like, am I good enough? But when I look at Mary and how she trusted God, Mary wasn't perfect. She probably messed up someone raising Jesus. She was human, just like you and me. But she chose to trust God that he had chosen her and that he had a good plan for her. We can choose to believe God's word, that he has a good plan and that he will help us in the moments when we're not enough. Can our response be the same as Mary? I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Ready or not, we choose to trust you, God. And you know what else I really love about Mary? Uh, She would pause and just treasure moments. When it's time for Mary to give birth, she doesn't even have the luxury of being in her home or her hometown. Mary goes into labor in in a stable in, in Bethlehem and has Jesus right there with the animals. And shepherds show up. Um to worship this new king that angels had told them about. And Mary hears these complete strangers speaking about how Jesus is the savior, that he's come to bring peace to the earth. The same things really that the angel had told her. And this is Luke 2, 18 and 19. And the word says, all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured. She treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. This incredible thing just happened. But she's in a stable, and there's probably animals rustling around, and people are going in and out. Similarly, our life gets really busy, and it seems like there's always something in motion. But what a beautiful thing to just pause and to treasure what the Lord is doing. Let's take time to treasure. I want to be like Mary in these moments, um, moments with your kids when you see how God is using them or growing them, or just you just see something special in your child and the Lord's hand handprint is on them. Let's choose to treasure those moments. A prophet named Simeon um, says uh, the same things really a few days later to Mary and adds this to Mary specifically, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also. That song that asked the question like, Mary, did you know? I think she knew. I think Mary knew. I think she recognized what her son was here on earth to do and that her time with him was going to be limited, was going to be short. Um, And I pray that no one here lives to see their baby pass. But whatever happens, let's choose to treasure through the diapers, through the sleep deprivation, through arguments and attitudes. Let's choose to treasure the gift that the Lord has given us in our children. Uh, Ready or not, let's pause and treasure our kids. In these pictures of mom life, uh, we've talked about being healthy, like that Proverbs 31 woman, staying attentive to our spiritual and emotional and physical health. And then we see Hannah being faithful to pray and to consecrate her child to the Lord. And then finally, Mary, let's choose to trust that God has a plan, that he's chosen us as mothers, and that he has a plan that's good. Our children, he has a plan for our children that's good. Let's pause and treasure the gift that God has given us in them. Amen. Amen. That's good. Y'all, give it for my wife. Aw. She did did amazing. (laughs) See, treat your mother to children. I love that. (laughs) It's good. Thank you so much for that word, hon. Um, It means a lot. 
to the mothers out here, to those who want to be moms. Um, I just want to encourage you all just um, as we as we come to close. You know, this journey, moms, that what y'all do, it's a faith journey. Every single day. I see how my mom does things. And I want to encourage you by this. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, it says this, that for we walk by faith and not by sight. For, yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So what? So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. Ladies in the room, y'all go through so much. Moms in the room, y'all give your sacrifice. You do everything, and y'all juggle a lot of things. You from like what Liz talked about from taking care of the kids, from ministering to them, minister to a husband. You do a lot of things, and that is tiring. And sometimes it can really push down. It can weigh down. You juggle things within your mind, your heart, and your soul. And sometimes, I love what she said earlier, that sometimes with all those things going on, you wonder, am I good enough? You wonder about that all the time. And moms, wives, I want to encourage you, the answer is yes. You are more than enough. Okay? You are more than enough because of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done in your life and what and who, who the wonderful Savior is. Because, like I said, it's a faith journey. If there's ladies in this room who you hear about these things by the Proverbs 30, well, we highlighted them, and you feel like, gee, that's amazing. but I'm not here that I'm not there yet. And you feel like that there's no hope for you. Number one, I want to encourage y'all. Number one, that is the lie from the pit of hell. That doesn't exist. Number two, it's never too late for you. You could be, you, you have the capability and the authority from God Almighty to be that wonderful woman, that wonderful mother of God who loves and cares, that's full of the Holy Spirit, you have that capability. As long as there's breath in your bodies, there is always hope. So never give up on that. Never give up on that. As we wrap into a close here, um, can we just bow our heads for a second? Um, Maybe you're in here this morning and you need some encouragement. You need a hiding place in the Lord. You just want to refuel. You are desperate. You are you're just torn. And you're just weary. Because deep down inside, you want to be that woman. You want to be that mother of God. You want to be part of that godly virtue. And you want to treasure the things that God has for you, but you're just tired. If if that's moms, if that's you in the room, would you just raise your hand so we can pray over you real quick? No one's looking around. Yes, thank you very much. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Can we just pray together? Father, for those who lift up their hands. Lord God, thank you so much for the mothers in our lives. Thank you that you have placed them here on earth for your purpose and for your glory. Lord, and I pray for every mom that's in this room. 
that is going through a struggle. Lord, they feel, some of them may feel like they're not good enough. Lord, I just want to rebuke that evil spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And I want to speak forth life and life more abundantly over these moms, that they are more than able, that they are capable, that nothing's too hard for you, Lord, because you are the first and the last. You're the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. You are our Lord and our risen Savior. So, Father, I just pray life and life more abundantly over these mothers, over the wives in this room, God that they will walk in the power and authority of your name, Lord, that they will be able to minister to our children, to minister to the people at their jobs, wherever the case may be, they could be, you could use, a, use them, Lord, to speak of your glory. In Jesus' name. You may be here this morning and maybe you don't know the Lord. You're like, hey, I'm a mom and I can't walk in that godly virtue because I don't know who Jesus is. And I want to know this God more. If that's you, whether you're in here or online, would you just raise your hand if you want to receive Christ this morning to help you start that wonderful journey? Yes, thank you very much, Lord. Let's pray together here at Thrive Church because we don't do anything here alone. We operate as a family together. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. Make me right with you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you for the free gift of eternal life. And help me to walk in your mercy, love, and your grace. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we get a round of applause for JC and Liz? Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.